cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance. He is the Knight. I'm M, and that's Autumn. Hi. It's uh, Batman time. It's fucking Batman time. This is a good episode, I think. Not as good as last time, but it's a pretty good episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, we don't have any bat news because we're recording this early, so it's been two days since our last recording. Yeah, still still have not played more Arkham Origin. I really am planning to, but it just can't because I'm working too much, so, you know. The episode about that image of Scarecrow I want isn't even out yet, so no one could have sent it to me for me to go, yep, it was good, or no, it was bad. <laughs> Nothing, nada. So I guess we just get into it, um, because this is, this is an episode. This is The Last Laugh, the fourth episode. Uh, Batman oh right! Series. I have to. I have to do a summary, don't I? Yes, you do. <laughs> I was thinking about during the episode. I was like, maybe I should try writing these down, uh, and then I forgot. So mm-hmm. um, here we go. Joker has hatched a plan to steal a bunch of money by driving a boat filled with trash and joker gas around town so everybody is too busy laughing to stop him um batman is tracking him and it becomes personal when um the laughing gas starts affecting alfred and alfred excuse me uh starts breaking stuff all around got the manor because he's laughing so much um Batman finds the boat with Joker um, and gets in a fist fight uh, with Joker and his henchmen and this big new robot uh, called Captain Clown and loses the fight uh, and Joker puts him in a trash can and throws him in the river. There's a run on sentence there. I'll be honest, I feel like by the end of the sentence, I'd lost the beginning of the sentence. Yeah, no. I, I, I got a little ambitious with sentence three there. Sentence four. Um, Batman, uh, of course, escapes Joker's trash can trap by calling over the bat boat to get him free. Sentence five. Batman beats up Captain Clown, who is revealed to be a Terminator, um, and then apprehends the Joker uh, in a big, like, fight scene in a, um, like, trash incinerator um, and saves the day. (laughs) 
I keep forgetting that there are little epilogue jokes that I want to include in my summaries. But yeah, there we go. That was sentence five. We're done. <laughs> yeah, and you got to write them down if you want to get this done in four sentences, and then have your sentence be the cool capper of every episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so this episode has one of the coolest like one off riffs. It's great. The like music that plays throughout this. Awesome. Love is it. this it, is this all just like one off music? Uh, this song shows up again in an episode of Superman, but yes, this is the only episode that that like shows up. I think of this as the Batman music. I didn't know this was a one-off thing. That's crazy. Yes. Oh my god. The thing that really struck me about this episode, and it's in large part because of that theme that plays throughout it, is it almost feels like an episode of like Looney Tunes in the way that like the music and the like animation are kind of like bouncing off each other a lot um mm-hmm. because it'll do like the cool batman theme and then you'll cut to the you know joker doing something goofy in the goofy joker theme um and it does all that stuff really well it, yeah in my head i just think of this as the is the batman music because <laughs> i was listening to the music because you'd mentioned it last time and i was like they're not talking about this song, right? This song's in every episode, isn't it? <laughs> nope. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but like Shirley Walker's score for Batman the Animated Series is the Batman music to me, as far as I'm concerned. Like Danny Elfman did his theme or whatever, um, but it ain't shit. This is the Batman music. It ain't shit. And also, like... um. Like, the best versions of the Danny Elfman Batman theme are when Shirley Walker, like, incorporates that theme into, like, the regular episode score. Yes. You know? Yeah, like it's, you- <laughs> it's, it's the one part of the score that she was able to, like, like was allowed to use. So, interesting story. Like, she's uh, was, like, the first female composer to get, like, single solo credit on a film uh, for John Carper's, Carpenter's Mars Invisible Man, which is a movie I like well enough. It's, like, not one of his more beloved films, but he also did uh, Escape from L.A., or she also did Escape from L.A. with him. Um, she did the music for the first three Final Destination movies. She died, like, really tragically. Um, hmm. She, I think she just had a stroke? Yeah. Uh, just out of the blue. And she was, like, in her, she was, like, early 60s. Um, wow. And was still working or whatever. Um, Anyway, um, she was working on, she did a score for like a TV promotional thing for Batman Returns. And they, they heard it and they were like, this sounds like Danny Elfman, but not Danny Elfman. And they're like, oh, she can do something that sounds like Batman. Uh, please get her in. <laughs> we need, we need someone who's able to do this. <laughs> Um, she also was like, I, yeah, she was the conductor for the film, uh, and had worked with Danny Elfman on stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. The, um, like, cause I do really, I do really love like the Danny Elfman Batman stuff, but like, yeah, the stuff where like the Danny Elfman Batman music is really good is when you've had like 20 minutes of, you know, some different music and then as batman like you know swings and escapes the trash incinerator then you get the um uh the the big batman theme you know the one that you know yes um oh there's a really good maybe we'll link in the show notes it's a really good like 
they when they released the soundtrack finally on CD, there's like a good like recording of her just sitting at the piano talking about the different ways the theme can like lead into the Danny Elfman theme and like different ways you can play it that like apply to like sad situations or action situations and just her like plunking out the score on a piano. It's incredible. It's absolutely worth listening to. <laughs> this is also um, this is re- this is always reminds me. There's like a really good video of. Um, Angelo Battlementi, like just doing, um, you know, here's the Twin Peaks theme, and here's how we came up with it, and then here's like, you know, seven different ways that I've put it into the uh, the uh, show's soundtrack. Um, so it's good to know that like that exists for Batman as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that rules. I, yeah. I'm gonna have to look for that. Uh, I just linked it to you. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Watch that after we're done. Um, what else? Oh, this is also the um, Efren Zimbal's Jr. Uh, Alfred shows up finally, and he, he immediately is cracking jokes and being great. <laughs> the I drew you a bath is like maybe my favorite joke in all this show. Yeah, um, he uh, he is like a classic TV actor. Uh, he was on uh, what was that show? He was on FBI, which ran for like almost ten years. The FBI and Seventy Seven Sunset Strips, so, like TV shows from like the fifties into the seventies. Oh, wow. just like one of those workaday actors who did a bunch of shows that no one our age has ever heard of. <laughs> um, yeah, like he's immediately shows up and like. I, I knew as I was clicking this episode, I was like, I'm pretty sure we get the right Alfred in this episode. And then I heard him. I was like, oh, yeah, we have the right Alfred now. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, he's got, you know, he's got I drew you a bath. He's got spring cleaning. A lot of this episode's a lot of fun because um, it gets you. And Joker, like, points this out at some point. Um, there some every now and then you get. um joker stories where like batman is like joking around with him um Mm -hmm. and like bruce is telling jokes in this episode batman's telling jokes in this episode um alfred is of course telling jokes in this episode it's all the um you know the uh april fools quote-unquote episode but uh it's really fucking good (laughs) yes Um, yeah it's um it, the Bruce and Alfred domestic life stuff in this show is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really lead into Alfred being like a father to Bruce in the way that a lot of the more modern adaptations do. But there is like a certain like playful, like like odd couple roommates quality to them that I find very endearing. <laughs> the um, I forgot how good they do the uh, at the very end the joke where um, Bruce is like, don't worry, I'll just take the Ming Vaz out of your salary. And like, yes, they it's more through the animation, but they sell it so well. Yes, Alfred looks totally dejected. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's it's funny because like at this point, like you've seen Bruce and Batman do like four or five jokes in the episode, but he hasn't done any of them around Alfred. So Alfred can totally just be like crestfallen. What do you think Alfred gets paid? Like he lives there. He like, you know, he's, he's got room and board. Uh, he's been working for the Waynes for like decades, at least, at least 20 years. Cause he was there when Bruce, you know, Bruce's parents died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume this Bruce, we can say is like in his mid twenties at the earliest. He's probably older yes. than that. Yes. Um, it's pretty nebulous depending on how they draw. Him, I but, think, um, cause I think in my head, in my, 
Batman Year One, Bruce is supposed to be 27, I remember. And so in my head, this is always Bruce around age 30, because it's like a couple years after he gets started. And I know that Batman Year One and this are not in continuity with each other, but that's how I always think of it. So Okay, so... I'm looking this up, and people have sleuthed it out. So, Mask of the Phantasm, which we'll get to someday. Thank we get to watch Mask of the Phantasm in podcast. Right? That's so fucking. Cool. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, that takes place ten years prior to the show, and apparently, at some point, he says he was around 25 when he first became Batman. So he's 35, around 35, probably in the anime series. So probably Alfred has, Alfred has been the butler minimum 40 years i feel like <laughs> yes um I, it, it's it's weird right because batman's or bruce says it and i'm like does alfred get uh, i feel like alfred gets paid it's weird to think about alfred getting paid a salary i figure like he just has like i figure at some point you just get stock in the company <laughs> you know <laughs> It's weird because, like, he, while his while his role is obviously Butler or whatever, um, and that's like all purpose because but Butler's no one know no one in America cares what a Butler does, so he actually just kind of does everything. Mm -hmm. He also is like a member of the family, but he is a he is kind of an employee. It's weird. It's a weird yes. situation. <laughs> it's a weird situation when your uh, your dad is also somebody like on your payroll, you know? Yeah. And this is what yeah I think in my head, I think in my head like. Alfred just has, like, is at some point given some sort of stake in the company. I never thought about it before now, but it just, I I think in my head it was that, because, like, it's weird to think about, like, you know, Alfred gets yeah. paid, you know, 100000 a year or whatever it is. Everyone, like, everyone in Bruce's orbit is rich, right? Like, Dick Grayson's got money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing, is that, like, um, there's no amount... There's no, like, number that uh, Bruce could give him that is enough, because Bruce has infinite money, and Alfred does everything for him, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so it feels weird for him to say it'll come out of your salary, because it feels like Alfred should, just by extension, have infinite money as well. Yes. <laughs> um... It, it's just it's just strange uh i do like the bit uh because it's a cartoon but also it's just funny bruce walks into like the enclosed shower in his towel and then throw like just yeets the towel across the room <laughs> once he's in the shower <laughs> um, can't, can't draw can't draw naked bruce wayne ass in a kid's show unfortunately <laughs> um yeah you'd have to wait for her, uh a 2019 comic book to see that um god <laughs> Um, when I was pulling this episode up, I was like, is this the, because I remembered the part where, uh, Joker had a Terminator robot in this episode, and I remembered <laughs> the part where Joker, like, was doing laughing gas at the whole town. I kind of forgot that he was driving a dump truck around on the, on the yeah, city's it's like a, canal. Yeah, it's like a big, yeah, it's a big garbage scow, yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, which to me is like the, the biggest, like, 
80s New York environmentalist, like, oh, this smelly garbage scow that's polluting our waterways. Right. It's very, like, dated to me. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's weird because, like, Joker gas changes what it is later. Like, none of these people become Jokerfied. Like, they don't have, like, the grin and they don't die, which is, like, right. what happens to people in, like, future Joker gas. You get gassed, you turn to the Joker, right? Like, right. Um, um, and that's that's definitely not what this one is. Like, we'll get Laughing Fish at some point. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, too, because, like, um, during this episode, I was, like, Googling. I was like, when does um, Joker Gas, like, first show up in the comics? And I, I didn't realize this because I have not read a bunch of 40s Batman comics. But apparently, it's like, like, the first one or really early, right? Yeah, it's like, the very first one. And so I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So it's not that, like, I, it, I was, like, wondering. I was like, I think this gets... I think this came up before the cartoon, so it was almost weird that it wasn't showing up in this episode because I knew it would show up in the cartoon at some point. Um, yeah. Uh, that, so yeah, uh, must... that's you go. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, it it might just be that like they were early and they were still figuring out like what standards and practices would let them get away with, you know? Yeah. Um. um the thing with um that first appearance of the Joker, like it's worth going back to cause he shows up and he's like, you know, he's like an evil clown, but he's like, you know, he's based on, um, I think it's Conrad Veidt from the man who laughs, which is an old, like, um, German expressionist, like movie from the twenties or thirties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking it up. So sorry if my facts are a little like askew, but, <laughs> um, he's like this, he's got, he's like a guy who has like a deformity that gives him this horrible grin. And he's a very like sad man who like works in the circus. I think he ends up going and, um, there's tragedy and stuff. And so he shows up as this like very like erudite kind of sedate like like serial killer who just happens to have this horrible clown grin like that's his original thing he's like i'm going to kill at midnight i will kill one of every gotham's richest person and like announces it and then batman has to stop it or whatever they they do a version of this plot it's kind of like the mask of the phantasm plot a lot of ways yeah Um, yeah um and it's really good um is what i'm saying it's (laughs) definitely worth reading the the golden age batman stuff is weird because like i don't super love golden age comics but batman shows up and he's got gloves and a gun and he's weird and it's it's cool it's it's very different from like the wonder woman stuff of that era or the superman stuff of that era like because it's going for like like noiry gothic comics yeah the only um because uh dc's pretty good about putting out like like, a couple years ago, they were doing these collections. It was, like, 75 years of Batman, 75 years mm-hmm. of Superman, all this sort of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember, like, picking up a bunch of those because they were at my library at the time. And, like, um, yeah, the Superman stuff from the 40s doesn't work for me at all. The, the Wonder Woman stuff from the 40s does not work. But uh, I feel like Batman, from the jump, is, like, pretty interesting um, and, like, more or less works. And I think the uh, the Shazam, Captain Marvel stuff from that time is, like, pretty decent, too. But the mm-hmm. I, it's fun because it's... I don't want to say that, like, Batman is, like, ahead of its time in some way. I just think it's, like, doing something more interesting than a lot of that stuff at the time was doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just in a different genre, right? Yeah, That's more sure. of what it is. Um, it's Detective Comics. Yeah, but speaking to Captain Clown, Captain Clown is my, it's part of my favorite thing of this where Practice and Standards was always on their ass about this show because this is a violent show about guys with guns. It's why no one has handguns. They all have Tommy guns because kids could get a hold of handguns, but kids <laughs> shouldn't be able to get a hold of automatic weapons. They were illegal, um, whatever. 
Uh, but that means that you can't do a ton of violence to people. Like Bat- when Batman punches people, stylistically, you never see him connect the punch. It's always like a flash to white or whatever. And then the guy falls over. This is like part of what they had to do to get away with putting it on television. Huh. Um, but when there's a robot, he can beat the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and, murders this robot. <laughs> and they don't, they don't have to tell you it's a robot before he does that. So you just see him wailing on this man with like a, a was it like a crowbar or something? He's just yes. brutalizing this giant clown. And then you find, then he's a robot. <laughs> the moment where, um, Batman like punches him and hurts his hand because, um, mm. he realizes he's metal. So good. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, um, like, you know he's a robot, but the moment that, like, Batman, like, pulls the mask off and there's just a Terminator on there, under there, yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's a it's a matte painting of a Terminator, too, you know? Yes. Uh, um, Joker, where'd you get this robot? Who made this for you? You can't build robots. I know you can't. <laughs> he gets... Well, one of the, my favorite moments of the episode is, like, Joker getting, like, kind of upset that batman trash compacts his pet robot like (laughs) yeah no he killed captain clown (laughs) mark hamill does it like lamenting you killed captain clown is like one of the like lines of this show that's forever burned in my brain it's really good uh i feel like uh it's really nice you know um after how how not very good um christmas with the joker is it's good Mm -hmm. To like, like Mark Hamill is still doing a great job in both of these episodes, and I feel like he gets more good material here. And um, like the animation on Joker is a lot better, where he doesn't look just like patently yeah. ridiculous. There's, you know, there's the cl- there is what I think of as the best Joker shot in the show, which is him sitting on the compacted like trash oh, it's with so like good. the bars of light going across him as he's just grinning. That one is. So perfect it, it's like so menacing it really works it's like a more like it's kind of how the joker ends up becoming in like justice league and like return of the joker where he's a much more dangerous character than he is in this show mm. um but without like losing the part where he's like a guy who cracks a bunch of jokes and is a giant asshole or whatever like he's actively trying to kill batman and almost succeeds like twice in this episode <laughs> <laughs> he's not just doing this for a lark right yeah it, it's also um like my favorite um shot of joker i think is like from um from the batman adventures comics um and it's like Mm -hmm. the second issue is like a joker issue i think and you get like joker beating the hell out of a dude and then like kind of like putting himself back together and this shot has like all of that like has like joker like putting the like composed clown face on you know um yes it's good also the way they do um because they don't give Joker a gas mask. That would look dumb. <laughs> he, has a, he has a stupid bubble helmet. <laughs> it's incredible. I love his bubble helmet. They give him a bubble helmet, and it's, like, constantly changing proportions because yes. he's the Joker, and he could just, like, warp reality around him because it's a cartoon. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's good. It's, it's a nightmare thing to draw, I'm sure. <laughs> I also love that he gives... Um, he gives his henchmen um, gas masks in this episode, but they have to be cloud masks. You have to wear yes. the cloud masks. <laughs> yep. Um, it's just good. yeah, that stuff's really good. Uh, yeah, I like all this Joker stuff. It's a good plan. He's got he's like he's more villainous, <laughs> which I prefer. Um, 
you got to make him dangerous. Otherwise, he's just impossible to take seriously. Yeah. Like the whole, like, Joker doesn't want to kill the Batman. He needs him, like, stuff. I don't particularly enjoy that as, like, a characterization. No. He should be trying to kill the goddamn Batman. Yeah, yeah. The, um... Because I feel like... I was thinking about this a little bit during the episode. I feel like a lot of people take that for Mad Love. But the thing that happens in Mad Love is not that, um joker doesn't want to kill batman the problem the thing that happens in mad love is that joker wants to be the one that kills batman <laughs> mm. you know um oh we'll, we'll get an episode about that because the man who oh, killed yeah. batman is it is this is this in the show so that'll be yeah. great um i mean i think this show has just a straight up adaptation of mad love the comic so um yeah so that'll be good yeah. this episode also has like my favorite thing that you can't do with Batman that often, I feel like, which is when, like, shit gets real because he loses the cape. <laughs> I think it's fun because it makes him look weird. Like, it just changes <laughs> it his... Like, he doesn't get to be dramatic with the cape draped around him or whatever. He just is, like, a guy in, like, a, like a you know, full body suit with a weird hood on. And he just mm. looks goofy in a way that I think is, like... It makes him feel more like an adventure-y guy. Like, yeah. It makes him He's feel like a Zorro. Zorro. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I think Zorro has a cape, but there's just something about it in particular because Batman's cape is so like a full body cape and feels like a sneaking around kind of thing. Yeah. It definitely changes his like perception. Yeah. Uh I feel like you couldn't I feel like you couldn't do this in like every episode of the show, but it is like a every now and then thing to up the stakes. Like making Batman lose his cape is really fun. <laughs> yes. This episode also has one of my favorite, like, you know, this is a cartoon and not like on model anime or whatever like justice league mm -hmm. would be where batman's in the batman cowl but making sad eyes <laughs> like where he like the batman eye shape which is like an upside down triangle at like an angle turns into like a sad like you know almost like a like a worried like yeah crescent shape you know what i'm talking about it's yeah, just no. it's just fun i love when the eyes are expressive because i feel like um you know as you get into justice league stuff like you can have his eyes narrow sometimes but they're never yes. changing shape um, not 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 as much as this show does, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, mm -hmm. Trying to think um, of anything else. Uh this episode has a bat boat, which I think is uh my least favorite Batman I like object is the bat boat. <laughs> I I might like the bat boat better than the bat plane. But I like the bat plane in this show specifically yeah. and almost nowhere else. They do um, the bat plane is fun in this show. The bat plane just always having a bat plane always raises the question for me. Like, why does he have the Batmobile then? You know? Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> this show having the bat plane be like a weird flying saucer that like barely makes noise is sick though. It's awesome. It is. <laughs> and it looks sick. It does, you know, the cool like silhouette that you want. Um, yes. I, yeah, I, Nothing is as cool as the Batmobile, and every attempt to recreate the Batmobile is always going to fail. Yep. Yeah, this Batboat is weird because, like, I was like, oh, this is based on the Batman Returns Batboat, but it's actually not, and they redesign it later to be closer to the Batman Returns huh. Batboat. Because uh, this one's just, like, a sleek, like, single-hull-like ship. Uh, the Batman Returns Batboat has, like, almost like hydrofoils. Let me get this image for you. Um, we'll be covering this soon, but um, they eventually redesigned it to look closer to uh, this. And it's sending over because it's a slow image. <laughs> this is like someone's model of it, I think. Um, uh, here you oh, go. that's Bat cool. Boat. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like this one's kind of like it's like the same body, but doesn't have the hydrofoil bits, right? I so I miss when um, Batman Media would have uh, you know Batmobiles and Batplanes that looked kind of fake, you know? Yes. Um, the Tumblr. How do you how do you feel about the Batman Returns like or sorry Batman Forever breathing Batmobile? Uh, I think it's good. I'm mean, I'm gonna double check because I have it. I think I have it mixed up with a the. Batman Here, and Robin. I'm sending, I'm sending you an image. It's the same thing. It's this. Okay. One. It's the it's the <laughs> blue ribbed, like lights pulsing LED gamer Batmobile. So I don't like it, but I would take this over the Tumblr any day of the week. You know, that's the thing. The Tumblr fucking sucks. The Tumblr fucking sucks, and everybody who makes Batman thinks the Tumblr is great, and so everybody's just trying to do the Tumblr again. Yeah, I understand um, why you think the Tumblr's cool, like, in terms of what it does, and, like, if you're trying to make something more realistic, but you're making Batman. Stop it. Knock yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the perfect Batmobile is, I think, the Batman 89 Batmobile that they more or less recreate in this show. Um, there's, like, a couple tweaks to it, but um, that's, like, the perfect Batmobile. That is the one that people should always aspire to make, and no one does. <laughs> You know? I think this show is probably my ideal Batmobile, or I'll be honest, I like the one from the '66 show. I the '66 like, show, it's a fucking is good. custom car. It's just yeah. we got a sick hot rod, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of which is kind of what the like new, the Matt Reeves Batman is seemingly going for. Have you seen that Batmobile? Uh, uh no, I don't think so. Okay, this is like a, just a show floor one, so it's it looks kind of like shit because it's just like a, someone taking a photo of it. But lit okay. right, I can understand how you get this. It's like a muscle yeah. car that's been like tricked out with armor and shit. Yeah, which is I, not like ideal, but it's I think it's better than the tumbler. I think the um, my only complaint about the Batman sixty six uh, Batmobile is that I've never really liked the color scheme to it, and so oh, like I the feel- red the red trim and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the red trim. Um, here, I get, here I gave you lit shots. Yeah, th- so this I feel like if you could, this feels like a. I like this better than the Batman sixty six Batmobile. I think, but this is like okay. definitely like I get how you get from the sixty six one to here, and I like this as a trajectory for the Batmobile for sure. I also like the. I think it's like the like Silver Age comic one that just has the big fuck off Batman on the front. Do you oh, know what it's I'm so good. About? <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just sending over the 66 one. I think this is a cool fucking car. It's a cool fucking car. I just wish it had, like, blue trim. That's the only thing. Or gold trim. Okay. Either way. Okay. I You know, I can't, uh, I can't argue with you. I'm trying to figure out what comic was it that had the big Batman garage um, that just had, like, every Batmobile? It's like a big, like, splash on something. Some big uh. Batman comic had it and i remember it being sick as hell did it um because i feel like scott snyder with the uh, the new 52 stuff did a little bit of that maybe Mm -hmm. i don't remember um i'm trying to remember because i had um i i just remembered like when i was little it had like a little dc encyclopedia uh in my that i would read and they had like this really cool like you know, full illustration of the Batcave with the giant penny and the big Joker oh, car. Of and... course, it's a fucking Jim Lee one, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll take it anyway. Um, I found the panel I was looking for. I'm sending okay. it over. Um, um, do we get the just, giant just, penny in this show? I can't remember. Yes, we do, but it's it hasn't shown up yet. Okay. The giant penny is so good. 
Batman's oh, ridiculous, I've this. enormous I've seen this panel. Yes. Uh, yeah, it is Jim Lee, but I understand how I thought this was the Scott Snyder stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, uh, 90s Jim Lee was all right, and 2000s, like, digital coloring just ruined him. <laughs> uh, it ruined a lot of comics for a long time. And yes. honestly, like, still I still is. don't. I just want four color. I just want traditional four color comics. I think they look good. That's just who I am. I'm yeah. sorry. I think if you just did four color printing on really high quality paper, I think it would just be great. You know, <laughs> um, I just digital coloring just looks there are artists who do it well, but it, as a rule, I just don't think it looks as good as four color stuff. Yep. I'm sending yeah. over classic panel of Batman getting his wheel stolen off the Batmobile. <laughs> This is also from the era that Spider-Man had a car, which is a really dumb time. Um, oh, man. What does Spider-Man need with a car? What's he doing with a car? I, so I think the idea was that, um, because this was, I feel like they Is that because of the Toku stuff? He has a car on the Toku show, right? Yeah. So I think they gave Spider-Man a car in like the late 60s or early 70s. And I imagine it is a combination of the Toku stuff and... um. DC selling like a ton of like Batmobile action figures or whatever, and somebody mm -hmm. at Marvel saying we should have one of those for Spider Man. Um, yeah, fair enough. Because um, the Spider Man car looks stupid. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find this. This is we're I, just sending I, pictures I, back and forth. <laughs> yes, now we're just talking about Batmobiles. I, I'm reminded of the Arkham Knight Batmobile, which is worse than the Tumblr. It's actually the worst Batmobile. There's no contest oh, here. Oh God. I can't. Find what it. if the what if the tumbler was also just had like seventeen guns strapped to it? Sucks. The so I talked on the last episode about how like when I watch the Zack Snyder Justice League thing, I can just kind of like accept that this is different from my Batman and he shoots guns all the time and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it really made Arkham Knight pretty unbearable for me because. Previously in the Arkham series, Batman is like recognizable as a guy who does not shoot guns. And then in yes. Arkham Knight, they decide that he's a guy that shoots guns, but then they couldn't even commit because somebody is constantly like, oh, those are just drones, sir. It's fine to shoot them. You know, you know, despite being Tumblr, -y, I'm going to send one more uh, and not not in being like Tumblr, but being like the <laughs> Tumblr, uh, the Batman v Superman Batmobile is not terrible. Here you go. I sent this along. Yeah. We should probably uh, call it there for that. But um, yeah, no, Arkham Knight being like uh, gun. He does. He say something stupid about rubber bullets. Like, I'm yes. sure he does. Yes. That's the that's the Dark Knight Rises thing. And the whole point is that it's like horrifying. Batman has a tank that shoots guns. He. He is shooting rubber bullets that apparently don't harm people. I'm pretty sure that if you shove, like, fire rubber at somebody at 200 miles an hour, it's still going to hurt, even if it's not going to yes, pierce. Rubber, <laughs> I mean, anyone who's been following, like, the police actions the last couple of years knows rubber bullets can maim and kill people. Yeah, and, um... So there's that, and there is... And that's, that's just handheld ones, not ones being fired from a tank. <laughs> the other thing is that, um... In Arkham Knight, you're constantly running dudes over, but as you run a dude over, there a little taser comes out and zaps the guy and moves him out of the way, um, and God. so it's fine. <laughs> because as we all know, people are totally fine when you just zap them with lightning from a tank. <laughs> great, 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 great. 
Uh, well, we have uh, probably gone on a little long and a little afield from uh, the last laugh. Is there anything <laughs> else about the last laugh that you wanted to cite here? No, no. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, it's a good episode. Feel like yeah. we're in it. We're just the, doing the, the show's pretty good now. Yeah. Um, I think next time we're gonna do Batman '89. So yeah, be fun. it's it's time for a movie. Um, that'll probably be a long episode, but it'll be fun. Um, if you want to watch them like like the rest of the show, it's on HBO Max. If you don't have that, you know you know where to find stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Most listeners of the show know that we are uh, you, you know find it where you get it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Use a VPN if you're downloading t- uh, movies, please. Love please, God. please. I, don't, I you don't want the, the ISP letter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. I really like I really like Michael Keaton as Batman. I really like what that movie. I I like that movie a lot. It's dumb. <laughs> it's a, it's a movie I really liked as a kid, and I kind of moved away from it. I was like, ah, this is bad, actually. And then I've come back to it, but. It's been quite some time since I've seen it, so I'm excited to rewatch it. Yeah, um, I, I just I don't like Jack Nicholson's Joker very much. No, I think that's... it misses the character. It's too much star power for a character that like doesn't need that kind of personality. But yeah, it feels like he's not playing the Joker. It feels like he's playing Jack Nicholson. Um, yes, but um, yeah, we'll get to it next time. Uh, how long is that movie? It's just over two hours. Okay, weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, that'll be great. Um, will we have been moving to Tuesdays by then, or will that be the week after that? I think so. I think so. Okay. Let me... Yeah, I, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm going to edit, because I don't go to work for a little while, so I'm going to edit both these episodes and get them scheduled, and we'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah, so go watch Batman. It's a pretty good movie. None of this would be here without that movie, because uh, they did it. They did the thing. Um, uh, plugs, I guess. Yeah. You can find Where me on Twitter at uh, Tumnal underscore coffee. Um, you can listen to my other podcasts, all at exportodd.io. You should check out uh, Ars Arcanum, where we talk about uh, Brandon Sanderson's fantasy novels. And uh, we've been reading a very bad novel for a very long time, um, but we're getting toward the end of it. So come come join us for yelling about how bad this book is and come join us for being excited about how good the next book is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. Uh, I have a bunch of podcasts at normapping.com. Uh, listen to Reptoy Screenings. We've got an episode on Lawrence of Arabia coming out, and uh, I need to have justified watching a four-hour movie. It's a really good four-hour movie, but it is a four-hour movie. Um, and uh, you can support me at Patreon.com slash normapping. This podcast can be found at exportodd.io slash Batman, and it will come out every week. Uh, if you want to get it a week early, you can go to the, uh, exportodd.io and pay a dollar, and you'll get all of the Export Audio podcasts a week early. There's a bunch of them. They're all really good. Yeah. You should do that. Please do. Support it. We've had, we've had so many new patrons because of this podcast, and I really appreciate y'all. So Yeah, thanks everyone who is uh, supporting. So... That's it. We'll be back next week with a movie. Yeah. Uh, Until next time, Batman. Batman.